pay attention to what's happening locally. If COVID-19 is spreading in your community, stay home as much as possible Shut and up. avoid crowds. Shut up. I, I don't like it because it's so artsy-fartsy. Got an emergency. Got an employee that was attacked by a tiger. And he's hurt bad. We will not send that helicopter to the ambulance to get here. The arm is completely gone. We do not have time to wait. Welcome back to... That was a dog. <laughs> Welcome back to Quarantine Ears. Raw and unedited. Which means we're not going to remember most of the names we saw. Right. And we are talking about... Tiger King, we're doing it quarantine air style. And we just finished the second episode, which is about labor and grooming. But not the grooming necessarily of big cats, but of people, which leads into labor. It's very interesting. But that lady who was missing an arm, she did get her arm ripped off by a giant cat. Yeah, but the most interesting part about that, they start out with that, and she was in the hospital. Joe was very concerned that it was going to ruin him completely, and he apparently, as soon as it happened, went into like the line of people waiting to get into the park and said, listen, this is what just happened. I'm telling you, I don't want you to hear it somewhere else. You can have your money back, you can come another day. I'd like it if you'd come back another day. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, that kind of was cool, that he... I don't know, but I yeah. guess he didn't really have a choice then to be like upfront right, about it. Right, right. But the woman said that she was in the hospital for like seven days and she could write her name like with her hand, but they basically told her it was going to be two years worth of reconstructive surgery or they could amputate her arm and she was like, cut it off. I got to get back to work. But like two years of reconstructive surgery is an obscene amount of money. Exactly. But she also was said, she said the reason was mostly because she didn't want Joe to get the bad press. Hmm. She wanted to go back to work. She wanted to be there. And she still works there. The guy who didn't have legs lost it in a zip lining accident, apparently. Yeah, he said his legs were fucked up real bad and he still had them for a while. And he went back to work at the animal sanctuary, no, at the zoo. Yeah. And walking around 10 hours a day taking care of animals, he eventually just lost his legs. And he doesn't blame Yeah, he just the zoo. Did. It's just what he did. He, he did lose his legs while he was working there, but it had nothing to do with the animals. Wild. Wild. Yeah. But his his prosthetic legs have like killer clowns airbrushed yeah. on them. They're his cool legs. Labor. We talk what is this guy? Mario Marco? Big drug dealer in South Miami has a big animal sanctuary and he knows Doc and Joe Exotic pretty well. He knows Doc best. Right. Um, Doc was the first one, it seemed like, who maybe kind of got him into it. He apparently is potentially a Scarface was based on him. Potentially, there's... I don't think he was... Scarface was literally based on him, but because he's Cuban. Well, they told a few stories Yeah, that seemed to line up with things in the movie, but 
also it's drug I people. Just, so I just want the Scarface footage to talk about a guy who was a massive drug dealer, like Scarface was. Yeah. First of all, Scarface is a very overrated movie. Oh, and, I know. I don't. I didn't like it. And I thought it was actually corny as fuck to just yeah. lay footage from Scarface. Yeah, Cuban drug dealer. Yeah, and so, but what he said was that the only reason he used to sell drugs before he got caught was to fund his exotic animal addiction. Like, yeah. he was just selling drugs to pay for his animals. Yeah, and he's got a wife there, and uh, they ha- they have clothes for their... Monkeys. Monkeys. They have monkeys that stay with them, and she said that sometimes they'll have up to seven or eight, and they stay in their bedroom at night with them, and she's got closets and closets full of rows and rows of preemie clothes for these monkeys yeah preemie clothes it's crazy i i this is the first person that i've seen have more preemie clothes than we do because <laughs> we, we also love to collect no, preemie clothes <laughs> no we do not have any preemie clothes <laughs> in aids ways in aids ways in aids ways <laughs> in aids ways okay we learn about the way that people get folks to work on here. But before we really get into that, we talk about Joe's situation. So Joe basically has workers who have been in prison. He goes and gets them. They show a little more at the end. But they start. They show, like, he his husband, I misspoke in the last one. Yeah. I thought that his husband with the stomach tattoos, I thought they were no longer together. But apparently they are. I guess he was his boyfriend from 2003 to 2014 because in 2014... He and Joe married, like, a 19-year-old guy mm-hmm. who had come to work at the place. So they all three got married, had a ceremony. They all wore hot pink shirts and... Guns. Were they there guns? Were, I don't know, probably. And they kissed at the end. The one guy was... Triple the, husbands. The third dude was, like, a young dude from Southern California. Who, who seemed, said he wasn't even gay before he met Joe. He seemed friendly. They haven't interviewed him yet, though. They interviewed him a little bit. Just a little bit. That part where he was talking at the table? Oh, right. That's that was Joe. with Joe. Joe was interviewing him because Joe was like prompting him, him him on things to say. Most footage we see, you're like, why? how do they have images Joe of Joe filmed this? everything all day long. Including of their employee post getting her arm ripped off by a tiger. Someone was filming, yeah. They film all the time. Mm-hmm. For his show that he does every single day at 6 o'clock. So That's why they're filming. So it's pretty fucking wild that... It's of course it works if you're gonna have a documentary ser- documentary series made after you. It helps if your subject has recorded literally every goddamn thing. I truly believe that Joe Exotic has always thought that he was worthy of people's attention and that he was going to be famous. And he seemed he's pretty humble to me. I guess famous. we'll just have to disagree. Well, I just mean. <laughs> He's been preparing for this. Yeah. But this isn't the way he thought this would go down. No. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So, this is kind of his little group of, of people. These people who've worked with him forever and ever and are so loyal that they will continue working there after they lose their hands. And then they start talking about... Um, well, this they kind of bop around. But the guy... I can't think of his name still. Doc? Doc, Yeah. They show him come in on his elephant. I thought he looked very much like Marlon Brando in Island of Dr. Moreau. Right. He does kind of have that vibe. He, Because um, he also thinks he's the smartest. They interview a lady in this who used to work for him. Yeah. For, for about seven years at least. Can't remember her name. Oh, he has a lot of his assistants are women. All of them. 
Well, and she, she kind of gives a really, I'm really glad they talked to her because she gives a really unique perspective on it. Because basically what happens is he gets these like teenage girls to come work there and essentially grooms them. And he keeps them. He changes, he gets them to change their names. They stay there for decades sometimes. There's three women that he has, at least as of this documentary, who've been there for like 16, 20 his his the one he's had the longest is named China. Yeah, which wasn't her name when she entered. No, n- none of them go by their names they used to have. They've all changed their names to be part of his like world. His name used to be Steve. <laughs> he looks like a Steve. But I think it was Steve. But now he's given himself his own name, which means Lord. Yeah, I forget what it. He exact- says it means friend of God. <laughs> but whatever. They interview his son for a second, and he's like, oh, yeah, he definitely thinks about himself like that, like, in in this world that he's created. Mm. Sure, he is God. He's grooming young women. He's letting, he's luring people in with exotic animals, and it is bl- very blatantly compared to a cult-like scenario. He has sex with them. He pays them only $100 a week, and they work from 8 a.m. until midnight. The ex-laborer uh, pointed out that when she first got there, she was staying in some place that was like covered in cockroaches. Yeah, and the way to move up was to fuck him. Yeah. And so he has like a polyamorous, like he's got this young... All, all these women are attractive too. Yeah. And at various age points. Mm-hmm. And they all just do... La- they're all linked into the... Animals. He's bought them all houses. Bought them all houses on this property. These big ones, the main ones that would be considered his girlfriends or longtime partners. Yeah. But there's obviously a bunch of other young people there. There's no way this guy hasn't gone Epstein. You know what I'm saying? There's no way this guy hasn't pulled some Epstein 13, 14 year old shit. I have no evidence of that, allegedly. But come on. I, I would say they probably are at least... Not that it makes it better, but like 16, 17, so you can actually like have a job because they're doing internship work. Yeah. I I would think that I don't see him. They were talking about this. I don't see him necessarily like going out into the community and like finding girls and bringing them there. He's done the legwork so that girls come to him. So he's not like, you know, like he's not picking them out, but he's definitely saying you don't want to sleep with the cockroaches. You can sleep in my bed. Yeah. That's definitely happening. Like the tigers and the elephants, they do the job that Ghislaine Maxwell did for yeah, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The animals bring the girls in, and then he brings them to bed. Um, he he kind of makes the point. They start talking again about Carol and how terrible she is, and they talk about like she doesn't pay anyone anything. So so Doc pays them a hundred, and you know fucks them, and then Joe pays his people like a hundred and fifty a week. Yeah, but one of the guys was like, "It's like one thirty-eight, which means that it's just after taxes. Yeah. They get like a hundred and thirty something dollars." Joe's employees are all ex-cons. Like he literally goes to unemployment lines and pulls people out who've just gotten out of prison. They even said like, if someone drives by the bus station in the morning and sees someone there and they're still there in the evening, they'll call Joe and be like, "Hey, there's a guy at the bus station." And he actually showed him going up to a woman who looked like she'd had a rough time. And appeared to be at this bus station. And he said to her, he was like, do you want to come and live in one of the trailers at the park for working in the burger shack? These trailers with their own issues in regards to rats and shit. And and one of the employees is very, like, he's talking about how the one trailer 
was really bad and it had one unit to cover the whole trailer and that was the good trailer. That was, you know who that is talking with the black hat? He's a journalist. No, not that guy. It was the other guy with the long hair. Dust, oh, yeah, Dusty yeah, yeah, looking yeah, yeah. dude. And he's like, I'm probably getting in trouble for this, but we eat off, most of our food comes off the back of trucks. He will take old meat that's thrown out at Walmart that's a little past the expiration date. They're not expiration dates. They're sell-by dates. The meat's still good for a little while after that. Yeah. But that's how he saves money. He feeds a lot of that shit to their animals. So like that ultra-preserved bologna and shit like that. So bad for them. They're feeding that shit to tigers and (laughs) shit like that. But also his labor, who he pays about $136 a week, and do seem loyal. And you could look at it like, it does seem like, wow, he's really helping these people out because there's not a lot of opportunity for these people. But at the same time, there's also not a lot of opportunity for these people. So where the fuck are they going to go? When they're saying like, you know, this helps me stay off drugs. This helps me stay out of trouble. And they truly feel like grateful to him. Why do I have a funny feeling? We haven't gotten deep into it. That hanging out with Joe Exotic is not going to keep you off drugs. Why do I have that? F- oh no, the guy suspicion. said not drinking. He wasn't drinking. Oh, okay. Sorry, I I'm I'm mistaken. So then the third piece of this is Carol, and so the guys are like, "Well, at least we pay our people." Blah blah blah. Carol works with volunteers only, and yeah. there is a very elaborate years long process to go from being an intern at her sanctuary to being like a master trainer. Yeah, with color shirt coated things yeah you have to go through different classes and then pass certain things and you can test into different levels and she doesn't even know who these people are because she's got like hundreds of these people but they are giving their time freely so they're basically saying that she's a cult leader they're like we don't understand what she gives these people what she gives these people is a sense of them doing something good yes that's what she's giving these people you could argue the other ones have that too with also some money but Carol is self-righteous. Yeah. Joe has figured out how to extort. Extort might be a strong word if they're listening. They may not like that word. But there isn't a lot of opportunity for the people Joe goes for. It's the opposite of the type of people who work for Doc or even Carol. Mm-hmm. Because the people who work for Carol, I guess they can come in. One day a week or a couple days a month and put in their thing if there's hundreds coming in. With Doc, if you're coming into intern and you're really struck by these animals, I've pointed this out on the show before. Long hour internships with very little pay can only truly be done by people who come from positions of more privilege than other people. Because people who don't really come from money, they can't literally afford to work a lot for nothing. Except he's also giving you a bed. Yeah. That's the thing. He he is literally providing you with everything that you would need. You don't actually necessarily need to come from money or even have money. But that also makes it harder for you to leave later. You'd have to look good. You could be broke and you could look good. Yeah. Because you don't see any other dudes other than Doc. He literally has a harem. There was a photo that she said was like a family photo and there were a couple of men in it. But his son is grown. Right. He's got at least one grown son. Those could have all been his children. Yeah. We don't know. And uh, she points out, things start getting weird. We get towards the end of this episode. And the lady who used to be in Doc's harem, animal harem, (laughs) uh, she points out that there was this tiger that she got along with particularly. We see a picture of her and the tiger Mm -hmm. in a pool together. She was like, 
I really bonded with this specific tiger. He seemed to do everything I wanted him to. Mm-hmm. And then one day he was just gone yeah. and I didn't see him again. And this seems actually very obvious. The mm-hmm. dark side of this, when you're in a scenario of breeding and animals. We talked to another guy from another private zoo. And he says it was, it was explained to him by Doc that the thing is, at some point you got this young exotic animal that makes you a lot of money. And then at some point these things grow and they are just a bill. Mm-hmm. You can't really do much with them. You can't really get people. Maybe some of your tigers are super friendlier than others. But if other ones just act like tigers like they're supposed to act like, you can't really have them roll around with people. So there is implication that there's a lot of shooting and euthanization mm-hmm. going on in these. And it makes perfect sense because otherwise you got thousands and thousands of animals. Yeah. Doc seems to be the only one so far that's been accused of that. There is a thing early on about Joe selling a lot of his. He Joe's, Joe's that he's bred have apparently gone all over the United States. Yeah. I so feel, I think he was trying to sell them as opposed to... I don't know if Joe could kill them. I don't I, think Joe could. I think he could. Really? Yeah. Because he's fucking redneck as fuck. I was trying to find a redeeming... He did sell a lot, though. That was like his sure. goal. That was money. But you're talking like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And if these yeah. things start losing money, guarantee you a lot of these people things are going to get shot and euthanized. Yeah. She did say that when she started working with Doc, she was taking care of the babies, and it was like a couple litters a year. And by the time she left, it was a couple litters all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, what's he going to have? What a, a tiger in captivity can probably live for a few decades, right? Mm-hmm. So, if not longer. Uh-huh. So, you're just going to have thousands. You just end up with hundreds and thousands of these things that cost ten grand a pop to feed. So there's no doubt that these private zoos, if they're breeding, are definitely also killing some as some come in. You know who else gets killed at zoos and sanctuaries? Carol's husband. Carol's third husband? There is a assumption by a lot of these men that Carol has <laughs> killed and fed her third very rich husband to her lions or tigers. But the claim, the official claim is that he's disappeared. He's disappeared. Which is weird. It is very weird for him to just disappear. She has not yet said what she thinks happened to him. She has said it's ridiculous that she fed him to the animals. Yeah. But apparently even his own children and his former secretary think that she fed him to those animals. (laughs) (laughs) She did. She seems a little off. Maybe not. I mean, we're talking about people who deal in large cats. They're all crazy. Even the ones that don't want to breed them and want to save them. It's like easier for me to imagine her feeding a husband to those animals (laughs) than it should be. It's really easy for me to imagine that. I agree. I agree. And every point, Joe... Joe Exotic and the Doc and the Mark Marco dude in Miami, they all want to Mario. Mario, they all want to equivocate Carol to everything that they're doing. But there's certain things that she doesn't do, as far as we know. She's not breeding these cats. It doesn't look like she's breeding these cats. Mm-hmm. Her labor practices yeah. do seem a little convenient, but you know, it's 
she doesn't appear to be hiding anything that she's doing. And she actually is pulling in money off social media. She's really good at that. People give her donations all the time. She's not executing cats. Like, Mm -hmm. these are details that make it a, a big difference from what other people are doing. So the equivocating shit is just... It, it's there is a difference between Carol. Yeah. The only the thing that Carol has in common in her own way is that she appears to be also fucking crazy in her own special way as well. Yeah. I, I, the one thing we should say about Mario is like I don't think people go to his house. He just has like a house. He just has like a complex full of animals. Yeah. That just makes him happy. Yeah. And it, the, it took the director a little bit. It showed a little bit of him trying to get into this facility. But he meets this guy at like McCarthy's animal rescue or something who used to work for Mario and he's like I'll make a phone call and get you in and he does Yeah. but he's also someone another now man working in this field who hates Carol yeah everyone it, hates Carol Marco Mario it's not clear if he's truly breeding constantly he didn't appear to be breeding I don't know as far as we know so if you're not breeding you, you don't really need to kill your animals but if you're breeding for sake of space I think his are pets it seems like it. Yeah. I don't know why they go through so many monkeys, unless she's training them for something and selling them. Possible. Uh, they, they model clothes. They could be selling. There's like a <laughs> monkey runway in that place. Sure. Cool. Man. Fun. It's a lot. It is a lot, isn't it? Uh, let's go into the third one. Okay. When Joe ran that helicopter, it gave him, uh, him a lot of really bad ideas. He was talking about dropping grenades pulling the pins and just dropping them out of the helicopter. Now don't mess with me. 